When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docky Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which can be a little peppery, a little spicy, a little... Bitter, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi. Hi. Today we are talking 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Season 7, Episode 13, Can't Fight This Moonlight Feeling. No, Can't oh, Fight This Feeling. No, it's not Moonlight. It's I Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore. Oh, it's not Can't Fight the Moonlight Deep in the Dark. And you know, okay. The problem is, if it was can't fight this moonlight, it you're right. Made, you're right. I would give it to you, but you're trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, and the molehill right. can't fight this feeling, and that's a whole other thing. So you're right. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you can't just like you know put a rock in like a square peg. So here we are. We're going to talk about who firsties, worsties. Do you care? I don't. Uh, the first we can and- talk about. Libby and Andre, you know, it's just yeah. like manufactured trying to get a spinoff type drama because they want to keep making money, you know, and Andre, I guess, is making a lot even, you know, as it is. I love when he says how much he made last year as if it's not all in Campio. I mean, also like $750,000. Yeah. I mean, maybe that explains the gold hardware and that splash black. What is it called? Backsplash? So close, Wa. I was almost there. Maybe it explains that. However, I just felt like it was gauche and very nouveau riche to yell out how much you made last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rich people don't talk about how much money they have. They don't have to. You know, like, they. Did, I mean, truly, you know, it's just like it's so nouveau riche to just like <sighs> say your current, your, say your current salary, your yearly salary. As if yeah. it was there you ever made it, you know? Come on. I love the way that Becky and Buki were dressed. Like Becky was definitely just wearing like, oh, this is a casual outfit, but it was like very branded to her culture. <laughs> uh see what you did there. Yeah. No, I I listen, I think she looked cute. She had like these kind of high waisted, kind of slim fitting jeans. I don't know if they were like skinny or if they were like a little straight legged. I would have liked to see if they were straight legged. They look very in and obviously skinny's out, so I want to see what Becky was doing. Buki looked like she was just coming out of like a Pilates class. You know? I mean that was but she didn't. She hasn't come out of a Pilates class. This is just her this is like the style for her culture uh to be <laughs> roaming about the place in Lululemon, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I get it, you know. But here's here we are. So basically, Libby and Andre want to go and obviously meet up with Becky and Buki because Becky and Buki and Libby have had issues ever since like the whole Grand Canyon thing. And they decided to announce their second pregnancy on social media before even telling their family besides their dads, which are which they just use basically as like PAs for their set for their social media set. I mean, come on. I mean, it really isn't a great look. So for Libby or Andre, but I think they think it is. So then they, you know, meet up with them at a place called Sweet Soul, which I guess has like yummy plant-based treats or whatever. And the girls come in there, as Wa said, just like white girl chic, white girl uh, running around mom chic, which is, which is going to be like, what it has to be a chunky mix sweater and like boots, you know, with like tight pants. But in this situation, I guess it really wasn't that hot yet and where they live. And so it was definitely more of that like daytime, you know, uh, listen, I liked Becky jeans. I like Becky's jeans. So if you're sitting here thinking that I'm just like making mercilessly fun of them, no, but we can discerniate, we can uh, discern between different, you know, styles. as mm-hmm. well. But yeah, Andre gets there and obviously it's it's going to be tense. He comes with a certain sort of energy and very early on, Buki's like, oh, I didn't think you were going to be here. Weird. Didn't know they are going to be here. Like, but look, look. It does. At this point now, 
though I, I I would have to agree with Becky and Buki that it does now feel like she is using her husband as like some kind of force field because it's crazy that they didn't know he was coming and that she just didn't go see her sisters by by herself like those are her I, sisters I agree and so they had every right to feel the way that they felt I thought because he really had no place there and then it's like they had this united front. You, it's one thing to be mad at your sisters because they decided to keep the peace and and do whatever they did when like hang out with their mom on her birthday and yeah, talk yeah. to their brother, which is like, I can see in the moment you feeling some kind of way about that. But now that it's like been months and you guys shot the next fire by not shot the next bullet, I guess, by not telling them that you were pregnant. Like it was her, her reasoning was like, I was just really close to dad and Andre's close to his dad. And so that's why, no, that was like, that was a shitty answer. Yo, what my she, God. What she, yeah. What she should have said is I was really hurt that you guys went to mom's party after I thought we had some kind of alliance. And so I made a petty move and I do apologize for that. And I'm sorry that you feel like it took after like, Chris, the fact that she just sat there and let the rabble rousing like trashy behavior occurring she just sat there as though like she wasn't hearing this is wild she likes you know like stirring the pot and having andre you know do the things you know because she knows that she's bringing andre who's gonna like drive over there and try and i'm going to wipe my ass with their sorries which sort of reminds me a little bit of the monologue that i that from the lady in blue does in color girls who considered suicide with the rainbow was enough one thing i don't need is any more apologies and it's like this whole like thing about how sorries and apologies are actual things anyway. So maybe side note, theater geeks. Uh, anyway, God bless. Um, so yeah, like once there, she, you know, I think that it's true. Like her sisters and her should have a magical sister bond. And I think that if you're talking about telling your sisters that you're pregnant, like that's a different thing that should just be like a sacred thing. And so Libby knew that and she knew what she was getting into the minute she sent the social media post without telling them first. And the truth of the matter is Andre is the one that then has to be like, look, we're still mad because you're followers. You know, they're like, oh, that's why you're mad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're mad because of the Charlie thing. Okay, I that's still that. And I get what you're saying while well, they should have like moved on because like also just like they're making a baby now. You know, so it's like, why hold on to shit? It's like, if you're going to be like, oh, your family's so crazy and they're such losers, you know, at the same time, it's just like, be above it and just let them do whatever they want to do then. And just be like, chill, you know, like send a group text to all the women and Pamela, like, hey, got making another one, teehee. You know, it's like so easy. There's like emojis for everything. You basically don't even have to type, you know? I want to know what happened to Becky in high school at the lockers. Because it's Buki, Jen. Oh, no, I think. Well, you think that she was her the young one then? Or do you think that she tried? To I don't know. Her? I'm just yeah. saying that's what the reason why she when she was like, quiet, quiet, quiet. And then she started to scream like a fucking banshee and swiped a cat claw at Andre. She says, well, it just brought up a memory of seeing my sister in the hallway against the lockers. And I just came out. So I hope you understand. And I was like. Did you have to beat up a Eastern European high school kid for your sister at the lockers? And how long ago was that? Was that 25 years and just like 40 years? Like how long? That woman is older than me, right? I mean, the Botox and the whatever she has on her face that's keeping her looking rather youthful might be deceptive. But like Becky hasn't been near a locker since like either high school, which was like 25 years ago, or when like at the Pilates studio, you know what I'm saying? So like. What is she talking about? I thought you were going to I didn't know where you were going to say what you said Pilates studio. I was like, real at her school? You know, like, <laughs> honey, I do not know, but that was crazy. I like went back because I literally had to rewind and be like, she is looking down at her phone, like barely paying attention and then just like lashes out, honey, like a, you know, cornered cat. But I mean, yeah, Andre shouldn't be like yelling at any woman. Like he really has to like start to like curb that. I mean, you can't be doing that in public, you know, straight up. And he shouldn't have gotten there anyway. Like this is something that I think that Andre is missing from his whole alpha male thing is that alpha males, truly dominant alpha males don't get themselves mixed up. And I don't care how you think you take what I'm about to say next. This is the truth. 
don't get themselves mixed up with women's business. This Libby situation with her sisters, women's business. It's women at this table. No alpha male truly is going to enter and, and like get in the fray of women's business. You know what I'm saying? He would just, unless someone was yelling at Libby, he would like be like, we're going home or we're take, I would take you, he would take them out of there. But like, it's not very, I think it doesn't present a man that like truly knows his power to argue in a situation with only women. Why? I'm starting to move away from this idea of alpha male, like just in general. I, because of my whole, like, gender is a social construct, like, way of shifting my brain, that it's hard for me to isolate man behavior and woman behavior, because then that, like, I'm feeding into gender norms. So once upon a time, yes, I think I would have agreed with you. And I also think my dad would wholeheartedly agree with you, because I can't tell you how many times that man has said to me, this is, that's woman's work, or like, this is, these are women's things. And I'm like, no, you know, no, no, don't tell me something as a woman's thing, but it's because I'm starting to reject the idea of like gender roles and like whatever. So yeah, I mean, I could definitely see your, see your perspective and it, it does seem a little like petty for him to involve himself with his sisters, but even with her sisters, but specifically because of the reason, like the reason why he's upset with them is crazy. And I mean, Becky has not liked him since he joined the family business two seasons ago or whatever. So we know that there's beef there. And when she swiped at him, I was like, wow, ma'am, where do you think this is going? Do you know this man could like literally blow on you and you'd go flying off and then your weak husband would have to come in and like do something and it'd be a whole situation. Like women who can't, like, (laughs) I just think it's silly for women to like attack men unless they're being attacked because you will lose and then he's going to get in trouble because you aggressed on him. Well, I think that that would be a win for them. But anyway, yeah, like his way of really attacking them is to throw his wealth, honey, in their face. I made 750 last year, you fucking broke ass. I would love to know like what, like how much did Jen make? Like did Jen make not nothing, you know, and he knows, you know, like it, it, like I wonder for him to throw this money in her face, you know, like, and pretty much also, even though he's throwing it in Jen slash Buki's face, it's also in Becky's face. Because if Becky had made a bunch of money, like, he wouldn't feel so uh, able to use this as a weapon. You know what I'm saying? But he feels better than them for how much money he made, and specifically in juxtaposition to how much money they're making. Because if he had just entered a wealthy family... You know, or like, you know, like a family where they're all doing well and got in the family business and would just suddenly was like, you know, like picked up like a, like, you know, like a different wheel, honey, just like making what they're all making. He can't, we wouldn't be able to throw it back in their face. Like, I made 750. They'd be like, bitch, I've been making 700, you know, 50,000 a year for years. So it's like great for you, but like I've been saving. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't. He says this, which, you know, obviously means that they make nothing, which I think is telling. But this is, I feel like for some reason, this moment to me is like, Andre signing his name on documents being like season twos and threes of family de Libby. Here we, here we come. I, my God, I'm so annoyed with that because the truth is they're not nearly as interesting as the family Chantel and the family Chantel barely made it to season four. You know what I'm saying? Like the only reason they're going to get a season five is because of this divorce. And I hope they get one. I hope, cause I want to see it. However, the family de Libby, like what do we care about these people? Like what do they bring besides but anyways i don't like the way andre talks to this family yeah i don't like the way he talks to pam i don't like the way he talks to the sisters he is all out disrespectful and libby just sits back and lets it happen and then after this whole thing she gets up after the cat swipe she gets up and the becky and boogie switch places and becky tells her how much uh, seeing the announcement just like any other joe blow is was upsetting and hurtful and how hurt she is and the girl starts to cry and libby's like well i didn't think it would upset you and i was like bullish you 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 knew that it would upset her and you knew that it would cause waves but you wanted you wanted to make a declarative statement and if you really are that naive and or movable to where you have allowed your husband to create this kind of it's us against them mentality is is crazy are you guys are you are they really like well we're the ones who are on 90 day fiance 
the only reason that they're even on camera right now is because of us. So like if we stop talking to them, then they're not going to get any airtime. Or like, what are they trying to do? I mean, the reason why the family Chantel got their own spinoff was because of the kick, right? The kick where Pedro kicked the food all over and and because of Karen, right? So Mother Karen was able to secure the bag <laughs> in a very odd Chris Jenner way. And Chantel was able to do it too. So I'm just like, what is, I just, ugh, the idea that they're, the idea that they're going to be the next family to get their own spinoff upsets me. Yeah, you know, unless we fight against it, you know, fight a fight against the dying of the light. So um, I don't know where you can do a poll, honey, but I don't know if polls work anymore, truly. Here we are. So after that part, yeah, like Libby and the sisters like bond over the fact that, you know, Becky's crying and they apologize or whatever. And Andre like has to sit there and just like stew and everything he just said. And so that's why at the end of the day, he shouldn't like, you know, he shouldn't even waste his time with like, and when I say woman's work, I'm, listen, he, in his mind, would call himself an alpha male. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. It's because in his mind, he is those things. So it's like, if you are those things, if you believe those things, if you think you want to be that, if you, if you feel like you are that straight up, you know, alpha male would waste their breath on a bunch of women arguing with a bunch of women. And I'll say this, it's also, you know, I'm also a professional Bravo watcher who has seen a husband or some dude try and get their nose in the fray of the real housewives of whatever city it's happened in multiple cities and multiple seasons where a man has tried to got in the middle of things and try to like, you know, tell a woman what to do or, you know, yell at a woman on behalf of his wife. And it never works out. It makes them look like such a pussy, no matter, even if they're the right, even if they're on the right, you just never talk to a woman like that. You can't. You let your wife do the talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is her sister at the end of the day. She's already her dad's favorite. So, like, she doesn't need Andre. She already has Chuck in her corner, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I think you're I think you're absolutely right. It definitely does diminish his power by having him come in and holler at these women like this. It just it just looks like from a place of weakness, 100 percent. Yeah. At the end, they apologize to each other, and I think that's it. I don't remember anything else happening. Yeah, let's move. Let's move, honey. All right. Let's do Kimbali and Uzman. I I have a lot of <laughs> a lot of script notes I wrote in for us. So he starts off by saying, like, you know, he's happy. <laughs> you know, Usman in this this episode, Usman, I think at the end of the day, I'm seeing the cracks in his performance. You know what I'm saying? In the Usman Usmans. So, but here we are. Starts off saying he wants Kim Bali to come over and and finally spend time in his house, which like they never spend time at his house or always at like different hotels. And he, sorry, I'm hiccuping, wants her to decorate his house with his awards. And I would like to, I would like to formally ask the the American people what a coronation certificate is. Is this a certificate in which you are now able to crown a, a king or a queen? I'm looking up right now. Okay, because I didn't look for coronation certificate. Are you are you now the, the a skilled citizen of Nigeria that's able to crown a beauty pageant? Like, are you are you an officiant? Are you are you like like what an officiant and a pastor is to a wedding? What a, a someone who is getting a crown, any kind of crown, would need in order for the crown giveth to be official. It was just weird. So we start off with them being in Sokoto and they are getting in the car and driving back to Abuja. And it's bittersweet because they got mama's, um, they got the, whatever they needed to get. Blessing approval. The blessing. Yeah. And approval. And she's going to go home soon, mm -hmm. but they want to spend some time in his home. And when they get there, she goes, is anyone else here? And he's like, no, it is just us. So I don't know if it's, he, it's a definitely a step up from where we saw him in his first season. Cause you remember his first oh, season, he was, he had roommates and he was sleeping in the same bed with one of them. Yes, yes, yes. And I feel like it was one room and like four dudes and look like yeah. a dorm, honey. Yes. And they, it was like, but instead of like Captain Heights beds with bunk beds, you wish like, or at least you had your own, like, you know, extra long twin. How do you know they had to share the same bed? Yes. Yeah. 
So Soja Boy, between his probably his cameos and Good for new, him. new gigs, he's you know he's Good making gig. more money. He so he got himself some opulent sofas, and they go in the house, and she, he's like, makes me very happy to have Kimberly put things up. It makes me feel like. Women are good at decorating, and so she is a woman, and I would like her decorating skills in my home to help me put up all of my awards. Oh, my God. Did you find out what the coronation certificate is? Yeah, basically, it could be anything, and you can just, like, get one online, okay? Like, you can, it's like you can have gotten just, like, a weird piece of paper if you wanted when, like, the queen was coronated to be, like, Here's a moment of souvenir. It's like, but it's like basically nothing. I mean, unless I have no idea. Unless has meet is something religiously, I don't know. But I mean, maybe I would like to think that if the royal family wanted to call on Usman to crown, you Prince know, Prince, yeah, Prince Charles, Prince Charles, that they could. Yeah. Could. Oh my god! Like just like Usman comes up, whatever Prince King Charles just like gets down on one knee you know he's just like so used to getting people getting down on knees in front of him he's like are you going to propose oh no that's just kimberly ha 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 and he gets his like knife out and he does that like thing on one shoulder honey the other thing on the other oh, shoulder you mean a sword you said you said a knife a sword yeah big, big knife yeah that's the sword a big knife yeah okay i'm like so yeah, then he like you know does thing in the head. He's like, I pronounce you, you know, King of England. Also, or my my new, my new single like Baby Girl Kim. You know, I think it'd be funny <laughs> if I called Baby Girl Kim once, just so that because we would know what it meant, which is that he like loves the word Baby Girl, and he's like just low on pet names. What it is, it's Baby Girl Lisa. Then it's Kim Bali. So he wouldn't have to put it Baby Girl Kim because it's already the three syllables required. So he's like, Mega Denga do for you, Kimbali. Mega do for you, Kimbali. Or it starts off, it's like, Hey, Mehamigo, my Kimbali, Dampindo, my Kimbali, Tintinabamba, Kimbali. I want the rice for that when that song gets made. Thanks. So I'm going to look up and see like what his last, sing- uh, his like last big <laughs> singles are. You thought. So, <laughs> so they start to put things up and. She's like, oh, you're going to have to wield the hammer because I can't. And all of a sudden my brain like peaks up because I'm like a hammer. I haven't like the last time I had a nail and hammer. My dad like chopped me up for trying to poke holes in his wall. So I was like, good for them. They get to use that method. It's the easiest method truly to hang anything up. Can't do it these days. So then at some point she decides that they should get tape because that's going to have this thing stick what kind of tape i don't know maybe double-sided so she goes into the bedroom to get this double-sided tape and on her way out she remarks i like this room and we're like oh good i'm glad she comes out and this man is on his knees and she's like what are you doing oh my god what are you doing and it's just like her whole entire life has like everything that she's gone through for the last two years was all worth it for this entire moment right now and we see it in her face and she starts to cry and she hugs him and she's like, this is what I've always wanted. And Kim Usman says, you know what? She proposed to me because she wanted to hold, you know, hold me to an agreement. But she proposed to me and that's not the right way to do it. And so it's time for me to give her a real diamond ring. Mm-hmm. A real blood diamond is what I heard. But I'm sure you just said real diamond ring. Yeah. And then as, as they hug and whatnot, this is the part that I was like, he's actually s- sweet. I like to see little things that couples do for each other or like little, little adjustments they might make. And he stands up, he gives her a hug and he pulls down her shirt. Mm. And I just thought that was so sweet because I'm somebody who these days in my life, I'm always very wanting my shirt to never be riding up and having my giant underwear poking out of my pants or like have my belly exposed like whatever and so I just thought that little moment of him like smoothing out her outfit and pulling down her shirt was just really kind of kind and nice and I said maybe he does like her I don't know about love and want to be with her for the rest of his life but I said maybe he really does like her and feel yeah like like she has some value to him besides just being super fun what a sweet moment that you've pointed out well you're right you know you're right and then she re- immediately ruins it by being like let's go have yammy in that bed honey that bed that usually and then we were just like Bleh. yeah <laughs> yeah so i guess i missed the timeline up i guess that was in sokoto so over here they get to abuja and then they talk to this lawyer and she's so excited to show this lawyer 
this prenup agreement and they find out that polygamy in the U.S. is illegal. And I'm just like, how do you not know that, Kimbali? She's like, no, but it's not like he's marrying two American women. He's he's marrying one in Nigeria and one in the United States. And the woman's like, yeah, no, he can get his green card revoked. Also, he's not going to be able to he's not going to be able to stay, leave Nigeria for at least a year and a half. And I said, Kimberly, how much of a 90 day fiance fan are you that you don't know the basics of the K-1 visa? Like, I'm not saying we're all experts, but I feel like we kind of are just from watching this show and seeing how people have done things. And the one of the things that you absolutely know is that that person cannot leave until they get either a green card or a permanent resident card or something. And that takes 18 months to to two years, depending on the court systems. You know who should have known because they've gone through the exact same situation um, already with the same lawyer? Usman. It's the same lawyer? Yeah. He was like, it's the same lawyer. Yeah. he. This is the same lawyer he like was in contact with for baby girl Kim. I'm sorry, baby girl Lisa. And so that's like another funny thing. At one point, Kim's like, so see, then you would come to America on the, on the visa and we would have 90 days and we would have to get married in 90 days. And I was like, are you literally like, explaining season one's plot of this show to this man who's been on it four billion seasons are you are you guys are insane (laughs) but yeah go on he actually got married to lisa in nigeria i don't remember there being a conversation about him getting a second wife in nigeria with baby girl lisa but i don't know what the circumstances were i think maybe they were going to try for a a spousal visa which is when you already marry them in the other country so maybe Maybe that's the difference. Maybe they didn't go the K-1 route for what, him and baby girl Lisa. So I'm not sure, but it's, it's wild that these two people are both really like didn't know that this was the thing. And so then he's like, well, we can't go against the government. And I felt like this was his get out of jail free card. This man could not have been more happy to acquiesce to the government because like the truth is if he really loved Kimbali, he would be like, how would the government know? Now, I'm not saying that he would say that on national TV, but they already did it on national TV. So I'm like, he was just like, oh, we got to listen to the government. Nothing we can do about that. So, um, uh, yeah. And I'm like, Kimbali, if you know that this man is going to have a whole other wife in Nigeria and the stipulations is that he needs to visit Nigeria four times a year, that's a lot of bloody time. People don't, people don't take a 25-hour plane ride or you know, plane situation, travel time to only stay for a little bit. He's going to stay in Nigeria for a month each time. How is he ever yeah. going to get a stable job? Like, what is that going to be for your relationship? Year one or two or three, like your husband is just gone for a month at a time for every three months. That's wild. You're absolutely right. One other thing is that this FaceTime is happening uh, for both the lawyer and Kimberly and Usman, and both are not taking proper accounts of like the angles that they are giving each other. Everything Mm -hmm. from the bottom. Why do a FaceTime like this? Why? You have to like put, put your computer or whatever on something and bring the computer, you know, eye level. It's just crazy to me. So that's also one thing. But my other favorite part is when the lawyer is like, yeah, you can't just like go back like four times a year. Cause you know, you're trying to prove that, you know, you should be so in love with your wife that you can't imagine being gone for one moment. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, yeah. like, oh, 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 yeah, That's not the case, but okay. Like, are you trafficking cocaine? That's what they're going to think. Why do you have so many stamps in your passport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next morning, uh, they are packing, you know, he says he needs to have a child. So it doesn't look good. Like, you know, um, she's like, you know, she doesn't want to go. She's like, wait till you do it. It's 25 hours, a long ass flight. And so, yeah, especially in coach, honey, I, I mean, it's not a good time. Um, he's wearing a shirt of them, which is cute. And he like, you know, plays with her big gray bra, honey, just like puts it on. And then, uh, yeah, they have this like back and forth where Kimberly is just like, I'm trying really, really hard not to cry, just so you know. I just miss you so much when I'm not, like, around you. I just living around you, you know? And he's basically just like, I know. I know, babe. I love being around you, too. You know that. I just feel like we had so much drama. I don't want you to just remember the drama. I want you to remember the good times, too, you know? All right, all right, okay, okay. And the yammy, which is my favorite part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I love 
oh, it's the airport. You know, just like, she's just like, she really feels like him proposing means that he loves her as much that as much as she loves him. And she, again, loves him like a super fan, which is a worshiping kind of love, which is like, you are my idol kind of love. You know, it's just a, it's a different kind of infatuated mixed with sexual love mixed with whatever that, I mean, in no way could he equal you on that, you know? Cause like he didn't grow up being a fan of, he's not a fan of yours. He's not like going to bed, like singing your hits, you know, like you are to him. So it's just like a different kind of like idolatry. That's like, it won't ever feel the same. I think for her, you know? Yeah. I mean, but hashtag Uskim and Uskim. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Uskim the live long day. Yeah, she's over there crying. He's just like, can't wait for her to go. Like, he's like, yeah, this is sad, but I need to get back to my regular life because dragging me down. Not a tear is happening. He's just like, they're kind of, they get a little red. He just like looks at the camera. At one point, she says, Inshallah, that I see you soon. Honey, the Shava ran. Inshallah, that I see you soon. Inshallah. Yeah, like <laughs> I find myself saying inshallah a lot now and I'm like uh-oh. Am I like I don't know. <laughs> are you turning into like straight? Are you going to be like Bilal and Chai? No, it's more so just like I love the fact that it means God willing, you know? Yeah. It's just a very clear, you know, we got to do this inshallah or like yeah, you know. I think it's such a pretty way to, of saying you know, we'll see. Hey, Sarah, Sarah. It's a nice way of saying that. Yeah. All right. Anything else about them? I mean, other than the fact that recently saw this cute video of them on Instagram and by them, I mean, Kimberly and Jamal and I, they were just like going back and forth. And Jamal was just like, can you believe my mom? Look what she's, she, you know, like she's just laughing at my pain. She was like joking around or whatever. I mean, he really stands for his mom. He really loves his mom. And I also feel like, they're going to be on he's going to be on pillow talk in like two seconds you know i i thought that they were on pillow talk i thought oh, it was jamal and is that what it yeah. is okay well, jamal and kimberly have done a season of pillow talk that makes sense that makes sense uh you know once you curl your hair with pillow curlers it really does something does things with your mind who do you want to move on next to are you are you going to tell us what it does to your mind really does things to your mind like that you can just you know fill in the blank something you do all the work it is things to your mind. You can imagine. It makes you happy or it makes you think that your hair is big. It, it makes you go curly, honey. Just like, you know, like, you know, kind of like curls all your brain cells. You know, you're just like all over the place. Oh, OK. Great. Wow. So Yara and Jovi, here they are, honey. Now, this is another just dumb produced segment that I I mean, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, than- that strong jawed friend really has nothing to say about anything. Like when he starts to speak, I'm just going to jump around because the truth is nothing happens. They're in the car. Okay. This this is what it is. They're in the car. Myla Pratt passes a French fry over to her grandmother or like something to her grandmother to eat. Yara's in the back seat. And for whatever reason, strong jaw is in the front seat and strong jaw. I don't know why, but maybe because it's the men in the front and the women in the back, which is freaking annoying. And so Yara's annoyed because Strong John and Jovi keep talking about how they're, they can't wait to have fun. And like, I hope there's going to be parties and shit. And she's like, we're not here for party, Jovi. Jovi, not here for that, Jovi. Here for my friend. Help her with Ukraine stuff because she, she's a refugee here in Germany. And then Strong Jaw asks Yara, like, how, how long have you, how many times have you been here? And Yara is like, I don't know, a few times. And he's like, well, don't count the airport for a layover. Ha, ha, ha. And we're just like strong jaw. You just got here. You are literally an interloper on this family. Stop acting like you are allowed to just like say whatever you want. So Yara's annoyed. Then she wants to stop to a store to get some stuff for her friend. And Jovi drops her off and says they're going to go get gas and they'll come back and pick them up. While in the store, she's looking at like sweaters and stuff because she said her friend just had to grab her documents and the clothes that are on her back. And so mother in there says, you know what, you should consider staying here because buying clothes is not enough. Like we need you boots on ground. You know, I want you to be here with me. Consider staying another month with Mila. And Yara's like, okay. And like, it was just like, 
okay, that's fine. So they get back in the car and Yara is like talking about how she feels guilty. It's basically like survivor's remorse or whatever. You know how like when people go to war together and someone's like a few people from your like platoon survive, those people end up feeling guilt that they survived and nobody else did. And so she feels that kind of guilt for her friends and family and the people of Ukraine and her heart will always be with Ukraine. And it's like all that stuff, right? So she tells Jovi that she's thinking of staying longer. And Jovi's like, no, I don't think this is a good idea, Yara. My family just can't be here. I'm going to be worried about you. She's like, you're going to be gone for a month anyway. So like, why not be here? And he's like, I'm going to be worried. And then the friend's like, yeah, Yara, that's not a good look. It's not a good idea. And I was like, and you know, normally I feel like people who don't have kids should be able to speak about things with about people who have kids. Like I'm, I hate that idea that because you're not in this exact situation that you can't speak on it. Cause I think like, not hindsight is 2020, but like a bird's eye view can sometimes per, per, provide perspective. But in this case, I said, uh, get out of these people's business, strong jaw. Can you please stop? Don't tell Yara that she should, that it's wrong what she's doing. Like nobody bloody asked you, sir. Chris? Yeah, no, I think that Joey must have been like Talmadge, best friend Talmadge. <laughs> Please come on, come on TV. Like, unfortunately, Yara already has like a built-in reserve soldier in this fight. And that's Olga, her mom, you know, and Olga's doing the diligence, you know, Olga's being just like fed or nourishment by like a strong, intense eyed Myla, you know, doing the Lord's work or whatever, you know, like, by the way, Myla just always like Jackie O wearing a strand of pearls. I cannot, I love it too much. You know, I can look at that baby all day long. So, but yeah, I think they're in the backseat also because Myla has to be in the backseat. And so I think they would just want to be around Myla. And also it's a very European car and strong jaw probably also has some strong, long limbs. Probably they're being nice to let him be in the front you know i don't know why Jovi's driving driving that part i'm like you know it could be yara driving but i guess she wants to be with her mom i don't really yeah that part's just a little confusing to me but basically yeah like we're long more of this yara wants to do move to europe suddenly wants to like live there now it's more like her mom being like just live with me just you could just live with me he's literally gonna go back for a month just like live with me. And I mean, besides buying people like a sweater, I don't know exactly what Yara thinks she can do besides like emotional support of looking someone in the eye and being like, can you believe it? You're here. I'm glad, you know, like I, you know, which I'm not saying isn't a lot, but I mean, like it it isn't like she can go to the front lines. She's not going to go try and talk sense into Putin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish she could, you know, if anyone could, it's her, you know, and like, you know, bring Myla, you know, like I can just see that page being like, no, Putin down. Anyway. Yeah. I think she needs to take the Natalie approach to it. Natalie was like, uh, let me just get my mom out and fuck everybody else. Like, I mean, I hope, I hope the best for y'all, but like, let's, let's just get mom out. You know? I mean, I get Yara. She's, she does have that survivor's remorse. Like she, she can't help it. Like she's probably seeing all her friends cry and be upset on social media you know, like she's only 26 or whatever. So I think at this point she probably feels like if I'm there, at least I'm showing them that I care and I'm showing my country that I care. And I I can huddle around my mother who this is a crazy time. And like, I, I just feel guilt being the U.S. Yeah, but you're right. There's nothing she can do. So it's like, you know, I, I think that Joby then, of course, has to be like, I don't want to worry about you and my child or whatever i think i just would have rather there have been a lot more active interesting storylines than this one that is repeated throughout europe when we're in europe like oh my god even give me i literally would have appreciated a better storyline like joby and yara go out and then like some dude like tries to like hit on Yara and Joby gets upset like give me that storyline somewhere in Italy or Prague and she has to like you know even if it's fake I don't care like even if it's like whatever like you know made it to be a big thing where she has to choose between like a debonair European person you know and then Joby you know she like looks over it's like Joby like you know she's like what am I doing you know give me like a storyline where like some guy like pulls up on a scooter and is like meet me you know, when she's Ciao. like, Yara, hello. I also have car seat in big car for you and baby. I take you. You stay here with me in Europe. 
See, it would have also been great because that's basically what her like whore friend told her was going to happen in America for her, which is that at some point, some rich American man would come up to her and be like, you, of all people, you, because you, and would just like steal her away, baby and all from Jovi. Like, that's like what the she said, you know, especially if she gets breast implants, then it would be like, you know, impossible for that not to happen like soon. Girls now in prison, God bless. But I would love the storyline to be like, well, that does happen. How do you just it happens in like, you know, Prague? Yeah. She mm-hmm. like talks to Jovi any kind of way, though. I don't like when she tells him to shut up. I mean, they have been through a lot. Like when I think about it, they had that one baby that didn't that didn't carry to full term and she had to go through that by herself. And then they had yeah then they had Mila. so like they have gone through a lot together and have persevered but when she's like telling him to shut up in front of his friend and her mom it just feels like you tell your husband to shut up behind closed doors man because if he were to tell you to shut up we would be bandying around you 100 so again it's it's the way andre talks to the people it's the way yara sometimes talks to her and i stand her but like when I can't when I can't deal with just blatant disrespect on any end and I'm going to call it out every time so it doesn't matter that he is disrespectful to her and allows his friend to like intercede when he shouldn't she also then should not tell him to shut up in front of everybody and and I do think it's annoying though because he keeps saying like you keep letting your mother influence you and I want to say Jovi do you know that's her mother that is the womb that is that carried her. That is the person who has loved her and continues to love her more than you will ever love her. So don't tell her to not let her own sweet-faced babushka mother tell her something. She is hasn't seen her mother in two years. Like what what you're saying right now doesn't make any sense. His whole like don't let your mother influence you. Yeah, no. Just she. Yeah, no, he's wrong. Anyways, there's that. I know there is such resentment and what a like bad blood feeling relationship between him and Olga. Yeah. It makes me upset. And also next week, at some point, they're like, they're like, please stay longer. And Olga starts crying and like, you know, like he's supposed to feel bad for her. I'm just like, he doesn't feel bad for her. He feels like she's like a manipulative kind of like devious person that like, talks his wife into things that it's like bad for him you know that and the fact that like he can't even take care of milo on his own so it's not like he's like oh god yeah like it i don't know i don't know i don't know i just like i get listen another thing i would have loved to see i know she's not in ukraine or whatever but i just would love to see a little bit of yara being fabulous in europe why can't we see her like shopping and being fabulous in europe is it because there's a war happening probably okay you know, great point. Great point. Well, great point. Okay. Okay. Fine. But uh, listen, I'm always, why there's always a part of me that's like, I just want them to take her shopping, you know, like, I just want them to be like happy. I just want to like, see them be like, you know, like living in their power and element. I just want, I guess there's a lot of manipulative produced storylines that feels inauthentic. And even if it was not quote unquote negative, but it was still something fun, entertaining happening. I would watch it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. do you want to movie Zanzis? Yeah. Our last couple, Shai and Bilal. There was no Ginny and Sumit this episode. So, yeah. Okay. So, we start out this episode with Shai going shopping with Utris, mm-hmm. her strong jawed friend. And they're in some kind of like gown store in New York City. Not sure um, what they're shopping for. This gown, can we talk about this gown store for a second? I was like, where'd you guys go, honey? Like, it's just. It is, listen, it's a gown store where you are going to get, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, listen, it's just, it's like a neighborhood gown store, one of those neighborhood gown stores, you know? Yeah. Um, And I, I like that idea because I'm like, oh, she could get something and she could easily like judge it up with her style. Like when you, when you're somebody like Shida and maybe you have a stylist that's getting you to all these outfits that you have going on, but let's say that Shida's style is all her own. She could walk into any store and just like make it work. And I think when you aren't bringing in any money and you are new to the country and, you know, you want to go shopping and do what you want to do, you find clever and thrifty ways to do so. I just want to know what they were looking for. She said they were just looking, but I'm like, looking for what? Yeah, like, like there was like the gambit. It was like quinceanera dresses. It looked like there might have been some like sorry situations. It looked like it was like every 
wedding glamour type of dress you could get for any culture. It specifically looked like they were going to a teal swan talk at like a Marriott because there was a lot of sequin dresses. Uh, call back to something else. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, well, so this is a little tangent, but I just found out my body type according to the Kibbe scale. Do you know what I'm talking about, Wa? I mean, I know what Kibbe is. <laughs> I know. As Lebanese people are like, Kibbe, I mean, Kibbe. No, there's like this other guy. And in the 80s, he made this like body type for when you like shop, like how a to- guy? I know it sounds I immediately crazy. hate it. I know. But I I did research and it turns out, if you know what I mean, in the comments you could tell me I'm a soft, dramatic body type. Oh, nice. I know. I'm soft and dramatic. Yeah, so that is very accurate. You yep. Yep. So basically, uh while they're shopping for sequence gowns or whatever, you know, obviously they talk about what happened last night, which was this like heated, you know, debate slash duel, like in the like Deadwood, you know, Western style between Utris and Bilal. As Utris, Shida's best friend, tries to like, A, get information about Bilal, also, also ask him some questions and grill him post them already being married. And then also like kind of do a little bit of the work that Shai's not doing, which is like taking him to task and finding out specifics specifics about the things that she wants which is her yoga business and a child and i will tell you at the end of the day i think that uh you should be a lawyer mildly sweet um when you said at the end of the day i said i know but i think she should Uh, be a lawyer i think the way that she handled this like i mean at first whatever but she's like a little aggressive which was fine but the way that what she got out of him which at the end of the day is exactly what you wanted okay go ahead sorry but i mean i think i i love that she i love that every time shida talks to somebody about Bilal and his behavior that they always and and this this goes back to shahida they always pinpoint the exact thing that shy finds frustrating about her husband and she cannot help but agree with the person who is trying to tell her that her husband has certain characteristics that are red flags so in this instant the friend says i do apologize for making it awkward and i know you don't want your best friend and your husband to fight however i did notice that it seems like when he argues is that he doesn't he doesn't acknowledge his his point in it and then he ends up turning it around on you to make it seem like it's your fault does he do that and she's like ross clot <laughs> you asked me a tricky question there gal and i'm like yeah you had to say it in the accent because you know that it is true that you can't just say yes he actually does do that to me because in fact you are admitting that you are low-key with not necessarily i'm not gonna i'm using this in the very the not strictest of the word but like these are characteristics that an a, a, an abuser would use these are like tactics i should say and i'm not saying that Bilal is an abuser but i'm saying that the fact that he, when he argues he can never be wrong or acquiesce or say i hear where you're coming from but this is why i think the way that i'm thinking he makes it seem like i'm right you don't know what you're talking about he mansplains and he talks down to her constantly and it's like even if he, what he is saying is correct like maybe shy is like a little loosey-goosey maybe if he did get her a business he's worried that she wouldn't wouldn't put the effort in that he would put into it and make it successful. Like I, I, I think that to give him the benefit of the doubt, I know that we're saying that, you know, shy, it didn't come in on a banana boat, but some of the things that she doesn't know how to do. And some of the things like she's never paid bills. Some of the things like when she's like, you know, making a random little mess in the house, those things to me, if I were Bilal and if I'm giving Bilal credit, I would be concerned about giving her a kid too. Because I would be like, ma'am, you can't clean up after yourself. So how are you going to clean up after a kid? Or, you know, you've never paid a bill. So now all of a sudden you want a yoga studio, which is nothing but bills and nothing but checks and balances and like businesses. So maybe from his perspective, the way she's going to run her business wouldn't be the way that he would run a business. And it and he would be frustrated if it wasn't profitable or she wasn't doing everything that she could at each moment. Maybe he feels like, well, you can't have a yoga studio and a baby at the same time. You're not organized to do all that. And that might be fine. But then say that as opposed to like truly say his concerns, like as opposed to pushing 
her desires aside and making it seem like, oh, you're not ready for that yet. Well, you have to prove to me that you can build credit in order to become a small business. And I don't believe him at all that that's what is needed for that small business. Now, I'm not saying that I know this, but for some reason, I'm just like, I feel like people come from different parts of the world and come to America and immediately create businesses all the time. Now, maybe it's in somebody else's name and I'm not aware of that, but it doesn't feel like it's that hard the way he's making it seem. Yeah, no, it feels like she's obviously going to need him to co-sign on things, which is what she probably said in the prenup. Like she needs, that's what she needs. Now, this is a very interesting detail that Uterus brings up, which is this idea that Bilal then says, oh, no, 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 in the prenup, it's not about that I'm going to give her rent. No, 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 no. I'm supposed to help in her yoga business, not her yoga studio. So her yoga business, which means I'm supposed to help her with her website. So you're going to give her $12.99 for GoDaddy a month? Okay. A website designer? Sure. Which is like $300 and then like maybe like an extra upkeep of whatever. Like, so you thought you, thought you were just going to get away with paying like under $500 to your wife? Like, that's crazy. Like, yoga, listen, like. The people that do online situations, that's great. A lot of them have also do things in real life. I mean, specifically. And like, you don't need a lot, as you've already said, to do yoga. Like you need a warehouse, maybe a bathroom. Like, I mean, a warehouse space, a studio space, a bathroom, a big room. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever you need. Like it's not a kitchen. There's not, you know, like that's all, that's all what's happening. The fact that he acquiesces, sorry, that the fact that he backsteps and says that he was never planning on helping her with the yoga studio rent, but instead was just going to help her like start the business is bananas. I also agree with you all. Like he brings bringing up like, well, first you have to start a bank account. Like, yeah, you start a bank account and then you put your bills on auto pay. It is annoying to do, but once you get the hang of it, it's not impossible. Paying bills is two things being organized to be on top of the paying of the bills, having the wherewithal to get the bills in a place or put them to automatic bail pill. Babe, I'm sorry. Automatic. Bay pill. Bill, bill pay. <laughs> and the other part of paying your bills, of course, is generating income to pay the bills. And those are two parts to paying your bills as an adult. And both are hard. You know, like one's way easier to do, which is just uh, putting your Wells Fargo to automatic bill pay or pay bill or whatever the fuck I said. But at the same time, it's like, if she's never done it before, she can learn how to pay a bill. Now, she wants to generate a business and you just have to like spring for a space. Now, here's the thing. Again, and this is why I will always keep saying it. For someone who owns Louis Vuitton luggage, you should be able to like pick up like a spare space of a rental. Like, especially if you're in the, you know, real estate business, you can find a good deal. You can put aside an extra like... 2000 like you should be making i mean listen louis vuitton luggage is nice you'd be making a lot you know like it shouldn't be that big of a deal especially with what your wife wants especially if you're you know she's not you're not giving her a baby what the hell are you giving her you're not giving her luggage that matches yours i've already said it yeah so uterus then tells shida that she has allowed Bilal to get comfortable and to think that there will be no consequences to his behavior. And so Shida's immediately, and this is what I thought too. I was like, are you trying to get her to give him an ultimatum? And Utris is like, no, that's what I'm saying. She's like, yeah, no, divorce is not an option for Muslim people. It's not, not, it's not an easy road, you know? So Utris is like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, he's comfortable knowing that he can just lay down the law and walk, walk away and not give you the answers you give you want so the next scene is shida comes back to the room to talk to Bilal. he's nicer to her because he didn't talk to her last night after uterus left and she wants him to go downstairs and talk to uterus and so they can make amends and he is like i need an apology i need an apology but he goes down there and he is like you know hello they're very cordial to he to each other and the first thing that this buffoon says is that I, I, sorry if you felt any way yesterday, I was in a joking mood. And I said, bitch, no, you weren't. I know. That was not, you were, you just came out here and lied. And Eustress has to just kind of swallow that and just be like, you know, okay. So then Eustress starts to, you know, basically say, listen, can I ask you some questions because we're on a TV show and this is what I'm here to do? Mm -hmm. Um, is, is I want to ask you about the yoga studio. And that's when, he says the tricky language that he uses, which is very deceptive to your own wife and not some random person who you want to start a business with. Just right. as Chris okay. said, he's like, Oh, I never had an, a, I never said I was going to start her studio. I said, I was going to help her with her business. 
which is helping her with marketing and, and, and a website and stuff. I never said I would give her any capital on it. I never said that I would sp spring for the space. And so Utrus is like, oh, hell. Okay, so now Utrus has to tell her friend this. So, okay, they start talking about the baby and he says, we're not going to do it for, we're not going to wait three years. What we're going to end up doing is, you know, maybe in two and a half. And I'm like, girl, that's still the same as three years. He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get started then. And, but if she gets pregnant, inshallah, I'm happy, you know, everything will be fine. And, you know, I'm not going to be upset, but having a baby right now is a lot. Right. And so it's just, it's just, inter I mean, it's just really, really crazy the way he, tr he changes the whole scenario around. And then he's in the camera and he's like, wow, I didn't expect Shida to tell her best friend details of our wedding or of our marriage. And I said, oh, oh, you mean the details of your marriage that it's on national TV? So yeah. <laughs> you don't know you're on a show? You don't know that you're on a reality show and now thousands if not millions of people know everything about your life. And it's just like, maybe in the moment you're like, I would like for no one to know. You didn't think she was going to tell her sister, her best friend, her mother about everything. <laughs> do you not have any friends? That's what girls do. A, you're absolutely right. B, she also knows a bunch more than you think she does. C, like she knows like what your whole D looks like. You know what I'm saying? Girls tell girls things, you know? Yeah. And you're right. While like everything that Utrus is saying to him is like things that happened last season, you know, like Utrus came in, like I kind of like, so like a little lawyer, almost like a little lawyer on behalf of Shy that was just like, got him to be super specific about things and like put his balls to the fire. It was very interesting, you know, like, and he, really couldn't yeah he really couldn't say anything back to her or even just like he couldn't maintain his power around her he ended up obviously telling giving her exactly what she wanted which was exact specific answers that she can go back to shy be like this is what he said and also a solution which is what she said at the very end of this which is like basically he it also by the way he says to uterus at this point well, I've always said this. I've always wanted more children. And he was, and we were like, well, you said that? I'm like, what? You've always been saying that? That's what no. you say? Never heard that before my whole life. I was like, who is this yeah. person? That's why I was like, that was like, Nutris has power. So I, listen, the first scene, I thought she was a little like antsy and a little like anxious ridden. But I think at the, maybe at the same time, maybe that's just her energy, but she gets things done. And I mean, like she came out like a saint in this one. So. Except for. She didn't make that comment that the girl could just get off of birth control and then oops, have a baby. Now. Yeah, I don't think that's controversial because they're married. They're married, and they have enough money, and he and he, and he already and he already has kids. So like, but there could be some folk out there who feel like that's like stealthing or whatever. Like that's like you know, kind of being dishonest with your partner when you shouldn't do something like that. And I'm trying to think of it as something equal as a man pretending to put on a condom and not. But I just am like, mm, they're married. You know, she wants a kid. And the only reason why she she isn't pregnant is because you are using a condom or whatever. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, y'all aren't poor. You, this is not your first child and you're worried about not being a good dad. Like, just because you don't want a child when you know this is what this woman has wanted the entire time, and then you say if she accidentally gets pregnant, you'd be fine with it, then my thing is, and then let's accidentally get pregnant. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because also, at the end of the day, if he truly didn't want to get pregnant, he would be using condoms. But he's made a decision. A, condoms are not fun. And also, B, I also don't have to do anything and let her do everything, even though she's the one that wants a child. How easy for him. Well, sometimes. You can't just have your cake and eat it the bucket. Hmm. All right, you guys. That's the end of this episode. These cakes. Susie's red velvet cakes. Not a sponsor for the show, show but if we if we could for get the Jersey it. Shore. Not a sponsor for the Jersey Shore, but a sponsor <laughs> yeah. for Docu Sweeties. No, we wish, honey, but we would insert their ad right here and just make millions. Would we? Uh yeah. I don't know what they are. I don't know what it is. Susie but they would have to pay us millions before we would have to demand the millions before we put the ad on. Why? Because you don't get you don't get money from ads. I mean, like if they sponsored the video, then we would have a conversation with them prior to about how much it would cost for them to put their ad in our podcast. 
great. What a fun conversations for people to listen to. Okay, we'll figure it out, guys. But here, that has been the whole episode of this beautiful episode of 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, or are they? I'm not quite sure. Obviously, we don't talk about certain couples that are just horrible to talk about, but we talk about the fact that we don't talk about them every episode. Well, I guess very happy about that. As you know, if you are a Patreon, we had a very fun road trip last week as we traversed the American Western frontier to, you know, see the beauty of America. Also, walk. Also be mildly terrified because we're driving through sundown towns. So, I mean, not mildly. Like, I literally was scared the entire time. So there's my my experience. I didn't realize I was until like, lots of stress. But yeah, there's footage. Are you going to put that footage together you took? I know I was supposed to. I'm thinking I, I still have to do it. Okay. Well, it might not happen. It will happen. Okay. <laughs> you know, like as we go into Thanksgiving situation, I just am a clumsy person. I just like, honey, I fell Thursday night. I just like, and that means probably it means I could have done this, but like, I just like rolled an ankle and like stubbed another toe so bad that like I couldn't move for like two days. I've just been icing myself. God bless. But also I got through all of House of Dragons and I'm now under the crown. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. So anyways, guys, I hope that you know, as we get into Thanksgiving weekend that you're having a lot of fun. But yeah, if you want to see a lot of footage, we have a lot of we have a fun live up on uh, the Patreon that we did when we were in Minneapolis. So that's there. And then we will have more content coming. Of course, you can follow us on Instagram. That's DocuSweeties. And we also have a TikTok and a Twitter at DocuSweeties1. We have no idea what's happening with Twitter. We don't even know so it's going to exist by the time this comes out. But we have no idea, you know, maybe, I don't know if I church. Currently, we actually are locked out of it because I just followed too many people. Hee, 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 hoo, hoo, hoo. But wow, what if they just needed to see how my sponge curler hair turned out? Wow, what would they do? They would go to patreon.com slash docusweeties and join for $10 a month so you could see the visuals of what you are hearing and get other special little treaties from us as well. Mm-hmm. Especially little treaties. How fun. Treaties as we put together, you know, like peace treaties, you know, to end wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, my loves. Well, thank you so much for, you know, listening wherever you're listening. And thank you so much for giving us five stars. You know, you already did. <laughs> and we love you so much. And we hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.